0: News Talk's Executive Chair.
1: Thanks to Linked Finance, the world has changed. It's about time finance changed too. Business lending for a digital age at linkedfinance.com. Yes, I'm delighted to be joined in the Executive Chair this week by Eddie Cavanaugh. He's the Managing Director of Jaguar Land Rover Ireland. Eddie, you're very welcome to the programme. Um, Jaguar Land Rover, I suppose just to maybe bring us up to date, uh, I would have seen them as very different brands both English brands obviously but has there been a lot of change around who owns which brand and this is a, a kind of a, a the latest sort of in a series of of mergers taker, takeovers and acquisitions Yes
0: indeed um Jaguar and Land Rover came together I suppose under Ford many years ago um and then the Tata group Ratan Tata um bought the, the two brands um, back oh. in
1: 2008 or 2009. So does Tata own Ford which in turn owns Jaguar Land Rover or Tata bought uh, Jaguar Land Rover off Ford?
0: Tata bought, bought them off Ford. Around okay. that time I think Ford were... were, were Going back to holding the core brand and, and releasing brands such as Volvo, etc. Okay,
1: okay, we'll come to the cars in a minute. Yeah. it's a very interesting. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a Dublin man, are you? Where did you? When did you first start in the motor trade?
0: Well, it's funny. Um, I started in the motor trade many, many years ago. My father, in fact, was the um, paint shop foreman for Toyota. Would you believe when they manufactured cars here wow. in, in Dublin? Whereabouts um, was that? They had a little place over on the Killeen Road uh, where they'd actually manufacture um, Toyota. I think the starlit model, possibly, at the time. Now, people won't have a long memory for it. But I remember as a young lad, sometimes he'd bring me into work and I'd get to see them actually manufacturing cars. And that sort of started my interest in cars from many, many years ago. And it was very enjoyable. But but from then on, I followed my father into the motor trade, worked with several different brands over the years and um, worked my way up to Jaguar and Land Rover in the premium end of the market.
1: And have you always been involved in sales?
0: No, no, no. I've covered off pretty much all aspects of, of 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 the trade be it in warranty or spare parts etc so I have a good overview of, of the business and what's what's okay. required from a day to day point of view
1: okay tell us uh, the motor trade is, is an interesting one because it, it suffered hugely during the recession um, it sort of regrouped you now have a kind of a I suppose a, a, a diesel almost been a bad word everybody talking about electric cars so it's in a constant state of change
0: Yes, indeed. Um, the, the motor industry is constantly changing. As you mentioned, the recession there, that was a very difficult time for for everybody. But um, the motor industry, it was a little bit of a perfect storm in the sense of you had the recession which came along, but you also had a major change to how taxation was, was um, collected on cars. If you remember, um, the registration tax was calculated on the engine size um, and they changed that to a CO2-based tax. So everything changed at the same time as the recession came into play. So it was a very, very tough time. Okay. And uh, business suffered greatly. Because and, of it.
1: and has that taxation actually worked in a sense, Eddie, in the sense that now, you know, we're hearing about diesel being talked about as almost in the past. People saying we won't be ma- making any more diesel cars. So, you know, moving that from engine size to uh, CO2 emissions, has it, has it achieved what it set out to do?
0: I think it has in a lot of ways. It, it was a very positive step from from, the envir- from an environmental point of view and we all embraced it. At the end of the day, the motor industry is here to to supply solutions um, from a motoring point of view to to our customers and we'll do that to whatever legislation is in place at any given time. And you mentioned diesel there. Diesel will still have a future in a lot of ways because I think going forward there will be a blend of options available for customers, be it a very rural customer who... Maybe there's a lot of towing, may require diesel into the foreseeable future. So and, and the other side of it is if you take the car population in Ireland, there's about 2 million cars. The average uh, annual new car registration is probably somewhere between one hundred and 140,000. So it's going to take many, many years yeah. to replace the entire car um, base. So, you know, you you will see for a long time into the future a blend of of options and opportunities.
1: What about the influx of second-hand cars coming into our market here uh, from the UK? That sort of seems to be distorting the marketplace.
0: It is indeed. It's caused us a lot of problems in the sense of um, over 50% of the used cars coming into the market are quite old. So where the government have done some wonderful things in reducing the CO2 emissions based on a taxation system, um, yet... It, you know in a second hand sense we're getting a lot of older high co2 cars coming in and under the you know the eu regulations you know movement of free movement of of trade etc i'm not sure what can be done to address that situation right. so you know we're cleaning up our act in a big way on new cars but at the end of the day <laughs> there's a lot of older and used cars coming in which which is causing problems
1: another uh, and again you know technology is everywhere particularly in your business but a second hand car now isn't kind of like a second hand car of old in other words you ex- you expect a second hand car to start every day in other <laughs> words the reliability factor uh, a lot of the the components being computerized uh, the fella down the lane who used to fix your car maybe has been sort of squeezed out these are all changes that are happening sort of daily aren't they
0: Yeah there's been massive change in in uh, in um technologies w- uh, in the car and you'll see that you know, we're just about to launch our first all electric car the Jaguar I-Pace um and you'll see a, a considerable jump forward in technology you you've actually you know you, you mentioned it there but you you've also got um road sign recognition you've got you know road line recognition within it you know yeah parking assist all sorts of things to to make the journey a lot easier for um for a customer.
1: Let's talk about the Jaguar brand again, uh high-end British, James Bondish as <laughs> as in, you know, a gentleman's car. Uh like if we if we look at the essential brand qualities, uh did Ford kind of maybe try and make it a car of the people rather than the sort of premium place that it used to, to occupy?
0: No, not at all. Um, Ford gave gave um, Jaguar a lot of its own space uh, uh, to, to develop in, into the future the models that it felt it required at, at a premium level. And um, Tata have come along now and, and enhanced that message and broadened the appeal. Um, Jaguar have, have now got SUV models uh, in the last two years. Three new SUV models have been introduced, including the new i which we're just about to launch. So, um Jaguar is trying to broaden its appeal. You'll see that um, from a technology point of view and from a sporty design point of view, it's it's still out there, cutting edge, but also very very premium at the same time.
1: Do do we not want saloon cars anymore, Eddie? Is, is when when we see, you know, I suppose classic saloon cars like like Jaguar. Mm getting into suvs they're clearly doing that because that's what the customer wants
0: yeah it's a funny thing bobby over the last number of years we have definitely seen and not just in ireland on a a global basis we've seen a move away from saloon cars to a sense and into suvs um i think a lot of it is to do with people's lifestyles and um you know you know the requirements from a, a modern family um an suv maybe sits a little bit better in profile but who knows that that trend could change again in a number of years. And um, as I said to you earlier on, we're here to facilitate our customers and, and we'll bring to the market what, what the requirements are.
1: We saw Prince Harry and Meghan uh, driving away from the wedding in a, in a classic E-Type Jag, which I just thought was such a beautiful car. But uh, they were driving an electric version. So is there, do you think that there's probably a future for the classic model with an electric engine?
0: Yes there's I think there's certainly something to look at there. Um I think it was a a wonderful idea and and it brings back to life the beautiful classic car um in a modern environment in a very friendly and efficient and effective way and a very acceptable way to the public. It's a lovely thing to do and we will see some more of that going forward into the future. Um certainly the future is very bright for for electric cars.
1: You mentioned the i-Pace there. What 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 what's what differentiates it? From its, its, its competitors?
0: Well, iPace is literally just about to hit the market. Um, it's the first premium SUV to hit the market as an all electric vehicle. The technology level within the car is, is very exciting for us all. And the, the great thing about the iPace is it's got a, a battery range of 480 kilometers. And when you consider that the average driver is probably doing 60 kilometers a day, um, I think this is something that's going to address people's concerns over range anxiety that we, we've heard so much about in the press.
1: And even if you're driving hard, will you get 480 kilometers? Uh, like, would, would, would could you conservatively say you could half that if you were if you were driving it hard?
0: I You get more than half of it. It, it. Literally, it depends on on driving. And it's the yeah. same with fuel consumptions. It, it depends on how you drive and yeah. driving styles, etc.
1: Uh, finally, Eddie, um, we, 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 something we didn't know about you, you're a keen photographer, is that right?
0: Yes, indeed. Um, I'm a hobbyist photographer. Um, myself and, and, and my friends would often spend the weekend away over in the west of Ireland somewhere, just doing some nice sunsets, sunrises, etc. And just maybe having the odd beer, enjoying a time. It's okay. all fun.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, listen, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, it's a great brand, Jaguar, Land Rover. Um, and thanks for joining us and every success. With the iPass. Thank
0: you very much.